0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Boink Radio, your weekly roundup of Boink news and science news and fun things to talk about. Because why not, you know? And tea. <laughs> and tea. I am your host, Jay Ringo, Jane, joined as always by our favorite Australian Boinker drinking our maybe our favorite tea this week. I don't know. Delta, say hi to the good people, Delta. I really like my tea. <laughs> <laughs> what kind you got this week? Um. Actually,
1: I've got some new honey. I bought, I went to the markets the other day, and I found this really nice place that has some really nice unfiltered honey. Now, you can tell that this is real unfiltered honey because it still has little bits of, of the bee in it. Like, there's some legs in there. There's some wings in there. And it literally tastes like you would taken it straight from the honeycomb.
0: Half of me right now is a little revolted but the other half is just like hey a little protein we're going to be into yeah, eating little insects little in the future anyway who <laughs> Yeah you never find ew, this
1: you you never find this stuff in a supermarket
0: <laughs> So if it's unfiltered does that make it like sweeter too or like um well with
1: unfiltered comes different grades. So the, the, the guy was showing me all the different grades. So he was giving me a taste test. You had the, um, you had the low end. You had the low end, nice smooth honey, and then you gradually go up to get the really thicker and the really sugary honey as well.
0: Just picturing a honey milkshake at this point, which we have some right.
1: really good apiarists over here in Australia.
2: Note to self: Don't get a cup of tea from Delta.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll put some put some bee, bee legs in it. <laughs> oh, next Burn Boink workshop. Oh. oh, I hope you bring some if you can come to it because I think they are uh, they're close to releasing I think it's somewhere in Germany, but I don't think there's any confirmation on it yet, but I think they're close to releasing a time, a date and a place. So that'll be exciting if you go bring some honey and uh, you can give it to Flashfire, who is the voice you just heard on the recording. And as you might have noticed already, anyone can join in the discussion here at Boink Radio. So if uh, if we're talking about something, you have something to say, raise your hand in the chat or just jump into the conversation and you'll get yourself recorded. Or if you don't want to use your mic, you're welcome to join us in the text chat. Just say something there and we'll bring your comments into the recording for you. Real fun. Speaking of, Mr. Flashfire has got his hand raised. What do you got? that first of all that's mister and now i was just commenting on the tea oh that was from before that's my bad i'm not paying attention (laughs) so delta's got his honey tea i've got nothing i have a bottle of water it's pretty boring um and yeah let's let's get going i guess oh wait delta i forgot something i forgot to mention uh, some of you might have heard already that this podcast is brought to you by this awesome science group called library.science, where they curate some not science news. They help support this podcast and some others, and they've got some other stuff in the wing. Uh, and they help uh, host these episodes up on this platform called Library, L-B-R-Y. Uh, and it's a really sweet platform, very decentralized and open. It's got some incentivization to it. But uh, I was doing some research on the platform. And do you remember that conversation we were having the other week about science communicators? And we were really struggling to, to name any. Yep. <laughs> well, what did you find? I found some on library. And they're actually YouTubers coming over to the library. library. So, oh, uh, awesome. Yeah, and they're pretty big. We should have thought of them. Is PBS Space Time on there? <laughs> <laughs> PBS Space Time is not actually on there. Although that is the one we thought of, right, last time? Yeah. Uh... No, here we go. So uh, Veritasium is up on YouTube and libraries. Oh, yeah. He's Derek, I think his name is. Yep. Uh, Does great science, just fun science discussion stuff, education. Uh, Minute physics. I know we have both listened to Minute Physics. Yep. yep. That's (laughs) physics lessons in a minute. Pretty straightforward. Uh, Alice Lewis and Barnes. which is i watched an episode so i don't really know if this is what they do every time but it seems like they just sit down in front of a microphone and talk about science kind of like what we're doing except they're literally face to face so if we were doing that i would be drinking your tea right now i would have stolen your tea already (laughs) would you really be drinking the tea though uh i think you might have caught me on that one i don't know be legs (laughs) (laughs) so i'll just name these other ones here and people are uh, highly encouraged to go check them out either on YouTube or Library. You can go to Library at Library.tv. That's L B R Y.tv. Uh, so we already did Minute Physics, Alice Lewis and Barnes, Coconut Science Labs, Three Blue One Brown, Khan Academy. That's K H A N Academy and Nerd Rage. N U R D Rage. Uh, although I haven't like watched all of their videos, obviously, but I watched a little bit of each one, and they all seem pretty pretty fun. Science communication. Uh, different channels doing different stuff, reaching different audiences. So it is not just PBS Space Time, and those of us who still watch Bill Nye on occasion. <laughs> uh, for anyone listening, if you know of any other uh, really good science communicators or any shows you listen to that just talk about science and educate people and maybe do fun stuff, I think we mentioned like MythBusters. Even uh, even though they're they're like between the on the fence between entertainment and science communication, but definitely reach out to us on the Boink Network Discord where this recording takes place. Uh, and yeah, we'll check them out. I love watching new stuff. Flashfire is saying ASAP Science. Uh, never heard of them. We'll check them out. Um,
1: I think I'm a little bit familiar with that channel. It's it's sort of like Minute Physics, but it's more like 10-minute random science subject.
0: <laughs> Sounds very exciting. Like also says he served ASAP Science. I am behind the times. Uh, but this just reminded me that... I forgot to say where and when the show takes place. So geez, way to go. Uh, really quick, this takes place on the Boink Network Discord server. And this is our last show of 2019. So by the time we come back, this will be a weekly podcast uh, every Friday at 4 p.m. EST. And as we've already said, everyone's welcome to join in the live recording. It is then uploaded onto a slew of platforms, Spotify, Apple, Podbean, and as I already said, library. All right, what a jumbled intro, but I'm okay with it. Just Just cut it up and reorder it. (laughs) I don't think I can even do that with this. But uh, whatever, it's the last show of 2019. We're coming back with a whole new production side after the New Year's. I think this is allowed to be a little jumbled. But I hear, uh, rumor has it, there was some pretty cool news coming out of World Community Grid. that
1: Um, It's half good, half a little bit unfortunate, um, because OpenZika is finished. Yay! Only thing is, I'm pretty sure it's the only project on World Community Grid that uses Android tasks, so all your phones will no longer have tasks. Um, But uh, the results from World Community Grid, um, they, uh, basically the project, let me just explain the project first of all. So the OpenZika project was sort of like Rosetta at home. So they take molecular structures, they take proteins, and they take all the stuff like that, and they run little simulations to see if they're all docking properly or if they're um, if and how the Zika virus docks onto things and stuff like that, sort of like the key and um, the key and keyhole analogy. Um, and essentially, what they were trying to do is they were trying to filter out results that looked promising. So they were looking for a drug that possibly killed the Zika virus. And so they found uh, about hundred uh, different molecular structures that were interesting. I think seventy-ish of them were ones that were. Potential um, uh, potential cures, and thirty of them were potential cures that were also non-toxic. So <laughs> that is a
0: plus. I <laughs> do.
1: Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, these these results will probably be tested in a lab, much like how Rosetta at home works. And um, the uh, welcome community grid did did mention that there will be a couple papers being written and submitted soon. So you might want to keep an eye out for that.
0: That's really cool. Uh... Flash froze never... hand up. Yeah. Your... Can
2: I just say that I'm glad that we filtered out the toxic ones as well. <laughs>
1: <Just> yep. <laughs>
2: putting that out there that. But, hey, we've done the, all the the, in... crunching and then found out that okay, some of these might be toxic. I'm really glad we had somebody double checking that. Just wanting to put that out there.
1: Yeah. Well, that even though if we did have a cure that is quote toxic, it is possible to wrap that in some sort of casing or something to make it non-toxic. Yeah, wrap it in some sort of payload.
0: I, I generally just feel safer if it's not toxic to begin with, but we we feel <laughs> safer thanks to Boink. <laughs> so Thank you, uh, Boink. Hey, thank you everyone who contributed to World Community Grid, because yeah, Boink's the infrastructure, but what's an infrastructure without people contributing to computation power, yeah? But uh yeah, so what were you saying? They said you said they found hundreds of candidates, a dozen or two non toxic, and you think they're going into a lab and all this stuff? So does this mean? Uh, Yeah, if if you want, if you want um,
1: real numbers, uh, seventy-four compounds were were prioritised for further investigation. So that's saying that they're potential cures, Uh, and there are were additional um, uh, there are additional thirty-eight which were predicted as non-toxic.
0: Cool. So, do they say, like, uh, yeah, there's a couple papers coming out? I think a lot of the time, or a lot of time with these BOIG projects, a lot of papers are like, here's a new methodology for doing uh, computation sci- computational science. Uh, but do, do they say if these papers are actually going to be like, hey, here's a cure for Zika? Uh, one of the papers is titled, A
1: Diary Limine Derived from Anthranilic Acid Inhibits Zika V replication so what that in in english what that means is they're saying that they found some compound that inhibits the reproduction of the zika virus
0: that's really cool Uh, and that's
1: an upcoming paper
0: for people who don't know zika virus is a virus spread by insects and like mosquitoes uh that is particularly uh harmful to the babies of pregnant women. It makes their heads small. I don't know what the disease is called in particular. But uh, it is becoming more and more uh, pervasive due to climate change. And this is pretty cool to have a Zika thing. Here in the US, uh, we had a pretty big Zika scare. I think it was last year, last spring. uh, Like The virus was coming up from South and Central America as the hemisphere started to warm. And the southern part of the US, where people were told hey if you're pregnant don't go down there (laughs) like don't risk it it's not worth the risk uh so yeah getting a a cure for zika or a vaccine for zika would be pretty neat uh next item (laughs) yeah i guess we'll move on if anyone else has anything to say about how awesome zika is so lastly thank you World community grid we thanked the crunchers and the infrastructure but thank you for the project world community grid ibm and their corporate outreach program for putting this together and possibly finding a. uh, getting us one step closer to your cure for Zika,
1: and hopefully we get some more Android tasks for either World Community Grid or some other project <laughs> too.
0: Because <laughs> there Is are a lot of when? people
1: who just yeah, oh, uh, iOS when yeah, Boink's not on iOS yet, so unfortunately iPhone users can't crunch Boink on their um, on their on their phones and tablets on their iPads. Um, but yeah, uh, you can still do it on an Android tasks. I know a lot of people actually just buy like ten dollar. Samsung S3s or something and then just put them in a line and crunch boink on them.
0: And I've seen a lot of people actually complaining about like, (laughs) what do we do now for Android? And I think uh, the one project I've seen that is still doing Android devices, and I know there are a bunch out there, but the one I've just seen off top of my head is Universe at Home. So if you do have a line of S3s and you're wondering what to do with them, go ahead and throw them at the universe. See what you can find out in space. Throw them out in the universe. (laughs) All right, moving on here. Uh, We have got PrimeGrid news. Oh, yeah, they found a uh, very big Prime number. I don't have the exact size of it in front of me. Let me pull up their Twitter really quick. I
2: think I've got um, the – I'm on the PrimeGrid Discord. Um, I will just have a look at their recent Prime discoveries. I think there was one with a million digits recently discovered.
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, one of the top 400. Yes, a mega Prime. There is one million –
2: one thousand two hundred and twenty eight digits. What we're going to do with that, I have no idea, but congrats to the crunches. I'm happy to hear it.
1: Put on a bracelet. Put a oh, hole that's a whole outfit. How large are your <laughs> risks, Delta? <laughs> yes, that's yes. my next question. Okay. Put it on a sleeve <laughs> of a shirt.
0: Oh, dude, like a 3D printer for shirts, or like a, a just stitch it, stitch the numbers into the fabric so the, the shirt is actually the number, but you can't tell. Unless oh, my you're God. A prime microscope. grid
1: shirts, man, we're oh, going to make so much money.
0: That would be so fun to wear. Yeah, I'm just wearing this shirt, but did you know it's also a prime number with one million numbers in it? One million digits? All Trademark right. Boink Radio Team. <laughs> All right, there we go. Coming out fall of like 2041. Uh, a little more on this number. That's the 400th mega prime. So, oh, that's PrimeGrid's 400 mega prime. So they have found 400. I'm guessing a mega prime is a prime with 1 million or more digits in it, and that's 400 out of 592 known mega primes. So Prime or PrimeGrid is doing some massive work for these prime numbers. And just before we move on, real quick, because I was going to say their Twitter is at PrimeGrid. Very simple. Go ahead and join them. They tweet out all their news and uh, just some fun science stuff too. Uh, But yeah, these prime numbers actually—you know—who knows? Maybe they're going to be useful one day. Uh, You don't know. Math is one of those foundational realms where it's like you don't know what you're actually going to use the the numbers for, the patterns or the logic, whatever, until you know someone figures out something to do with it. Maybe you don't use it at all, but maybe it ends up being the math that's the foundation to computing in fifty years, and all of a sudden you have computers to run more math projects. It's pretty neat. What is this link? <laughs> Delta has shared a pretty funny <laughs> prime grid tweet <clears throat> you can't see it in the recording, but that's just incentivization to join us during the live recording and to follow at Primegrid on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> You're right. oh. Uh, Leg here is saying that PrimeGrid had the first Boink Discord server. Awesome. Shout out to them. They do have a great community. It's very lively. bunch of people talking about Primes. Uh, They had a couple people at the Boink workshop uh, that was in Chicago. And I think they had people at the workshops prior. And they will probably have them in the future as well. Uh, They are a project that is very involved in Boink uh, as a large, uh, like as a network concept. So pretty neat to see. Uh, yeah, and I will try to remember. I usually scroll back through the chats and put all the links in the description below. I will try to put their Twitter in there and also a link to the Discord server. So feel free to hop on. Uh, yeah, any other thoughts on Prime Group finding the their 400th mega prime? I want a T-shirt. <laughs> For the record, it is six five five six nine eight five four to the power of two to the power of seventeen plus one. So I think that's four po-
1: hours later. <laughs>
0: Uh, I had a friend who was. We were counting. I think it was like spoonsfuls of honey because we were watching a video about bees in like high school, and he was. We were counting the spoonfuls, and he goes one, two, three hours later, three, four. I was like, no, dude, that's not the point. You're supposed to go to a really high number, not just stop counting for three hours.
1: Listen, my question is, was it unfiltered honey?
0: It was definitely filtered honey. It was pretty pale, so a little disappointed. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're
2: cutting all
1: off right. Delta's um, insect leg supply. Oh, sh- I'm in Australia. There's like 10 times more here than there are in the world.
0: <laughs> not anymore. I bet you they are not having a good time with all those fires and the smoke. And I mean, I hope you're being safe. But that that stuff is nuts. What is going on over there?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've had, uh, if, for those of you that don't know, we've had, um, I think, about a month now of uh, of bushfires. And uh, they've been recently getting extremely out of control now. I think a lot of people are saying it's the worst we've ever had um, and yeah it's burnt I think half a, one of the fire only one of the fires have burnt I think half a million hectares worth of um, f- worth of forest um, and that fire has crossed over one of uh, the main roads that goes to the western of uh, to the west of New South Wales Um There is also another fire close to our main dam and water supply here in New South Wales. Uh, And yeah, we've had, I think, today, I think, is another catastrophic fire danger day. We've had two in history, but to be fair, that's only gone back to, I think, 2010, I think, when the actual categorization started. Um, But yeah, this is our second um, catastrophic fire, fire danger day, which means that fires can start very quickly, very easily, and can spread very quickly. The smoke uh, has been a very key issue, um, mainly because the fire. It, it used to be bushfires used to affect only the local community, but now they're affecting the whole. Um, they're they're affecting the whole Sydney basin, which means that if you go to Sydney in Australia and try and see the um, Harbour Bridge or something, you'll see all the smoke.
2: If I can and, interject, the smoke has actually reached Melbourne, which is in Victoria. At some that is how bad the fires are getting. Go. It has reached another state. The
1: smoke and. And the smoke itself. I think we've had readings where, on some days, the um, the hazardous air, uh, the hazardous atmosphere index has reached eleven times over what is considered dangerous or hazardous. So, it's it's been pretty it's been pretty bad. Um, there's a there's a couple of reasons there's a couple of reasons from the Bureau of Meteorology. Um, which has stated that because of the drought is one key issue because a lot of the um, a lot of the vegetation is extremely dry. The build up of vegetation because there were councils and other areas which were not maintaining the dead and um, drying vegetation through uh backburning and other issues like that. Or oh, sorry, hazard reduction burning, not backburning. There was also um, There's also a climate event that is going on in the Indian Ocean, which is, uh, I think it's called El Nino, if you want to search it up, And what it means is one half of the Indian Ocean is warmer than the other half. So currently the African side of the Indian Ocean is warmer than the Australian side. And what the warmer water means is that more water evaporates and causes more rains and monsoons over in the African side. Whereas over in Australia, we get a lot more drier conditions. And with that, Essentially, exacerbates the drought we're already going through, which means that the vegetation is drier, which means it's easy to easily um, caught alight. But hopefully, um, I think uh, hopefully the El Nino system will reverse in the coming in the coming years, and hopefully that'll reverse our drought.
0: That's that's a lot, man. And uh, Lag posts a picture. here. What is that? Forty-five point eight degrees Celsius. What is that in freedom units? That. <laughs> That's I think
1: that's more than 110 freedom
0: units. What?
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, I know man. I know I think I think 40 or something is I think 100 freedom units.
0: We can call it Fahrenheit now. <laughs> but today today's going to be hot. 14.8 degrees Fahrenheit
2: yeah. is 46 degrees Celsius. No, it's degrees freedom.
1: <laughs> degrees freedom. Degrees <laughs> freedom.
2: Degrees use a proper unit of
0: measurement, please. <laughs> that's too much freedom. It's too much freedom. That is seriously, that is...
1: uh, To link this issue back with Boink, um, and also a little bit Zooniverse at Home, uh, sorry, not Zooniverse at Home, just Zooniverse, (laughs) Zooniverse Um, Zooniverse.org, one thing that our fire services around Australia are using is, um, I think it's uh, disaster decision system, I think it is. I think it's called. And essentially, they use computers, computations, AIs, models, statistics, and everything to map out, plan, um, deliver information, and make decisions on um, disaster and emergencies. And one way that BOINC can help out is if there's maybe a project that comes on that maybe trains an AI to do disaster decision making.
0: There we go. If you want to move to another topic of news, we um, I have another one uh yeah i mean i guess i'm just at a loss for words here because that is that's intense man i mean weather's going to get more intense i know world community grid just did uh africa rainfall project or they're just booting up the africa rainfall project there's of course climate uh cpdn and i i think those are the two main weather and climate projects on boink if anyone is interested in you know contributing in some way to uh, maybe helping figure out what is going to go on in the world (laughs) in the future with the weather, because that is wild. Uh, But yeah, we we can move on to the next topic here, I suppose. Yeah, I got um,
1: one for um, the Institute of Protein Design. Uh, has received a $45 million grant for research into cancer inhibition and uh, universal flu vaccine. Now, the main reason why I'm bringing this up is because the Institute for Protein Design also includes the Boynton Project, Rosetta at Home. So this this project and the uh, Institute is receiving this funding in addition to some other uh, philanthropic funding that I remember seeing a while back um, to... Essentially, um, lead cancer research and uh, flu vaccine.
0: Cool. Here's a question for you. And if this thing doesn't exist, it's something we're doing next year. Is there a, a protein fashion week? Kind of. I would love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. So no. So next year, guys, keep an eye out for protein fashion week. Who knows what it's going to be about?
2: <laughs> Can't be any worse than London Fashion Week.
0: There we go. All right. Dress up as your your most stylish protein. Combating the most heinous of diseases and uh, see what you could win. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm trying to remember what the, the philanthropic project uh, that also gave a lot of money to uh, Rosetta at Home uh, and their their uh, father project whatever, Baker Labs. Because uh, they did like a TED Talk and everything. And it's a fairly big project. Yeah, it they was, there was a money. TED Talk, yeah. Uh, but that's pretty cool. Uh, this always raises the question. This and the Zika World Community Grid project um, always raises the question uh, for me, at least, is if we contribute all this computing power to these Boing projects, which then use those that computing power to create a marketable drug. I just, I, it, it is a question there. I don't know what, exactly what the question is. It something feels weird about it because I'm essentially paying them by using my computing power for them to make a giant profit and I get no not even recognition because a lot of these projects don't even recognize Boink or the Boink project although that's starting to turn it around but do crunches
2: get the first poke of the vaccine
1: (laughs) 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 crunches get free vaccine I think I think that should be done but um what I was going to say was Rosetta uh Rosetta and Baker Lab or whatever it is are not the ones that make the actual vaccine they're the ones that research to find what the vaccine or the cure looks like and then you get another company who mass manufactures it and then sells it to the public. Now, I, I don't know if Rosetta at Home or Baker Lab or whatever other institute actually gets any royalties. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's that's how it works.
0: Well, a lab generally sells their research to a company that will then produce it and they sell it for a lot of money. Uh, so I'm sure they, they make money off of it. Well, I'm relatively sure. I'm not sure of anything in this, this day and age. I I think I would equate it most closely to the uh, college system, the university system, where if it's public funding, it's public research. Uh, And the weird thing about distributing computing is you can tell who contributes how much to the research. Um, Yeah, so it's just a question moving forward, I think. Beyond that, it's incredibly fascinating to see how, uh, how quickly how how dedicated these projects are to making new to uh new products Sorry, I've out there uh, and how much how much visibility they're starting to get uh, this, that's a lot of money you said 45 million dollars like i'm sure they're going to hire new researchers and uh maybe some new equipment and stuff like that just to get the project moving even faster
1: yeah it would be a really good help for them too
0: Amen. Any other thoughts on uh, Rosetta at Home's recent funding boom? I see Flashfire typing here. We'll go in a second. I, see- <laughs> I also see a comment in the chat here referencing uh, Protein Fashion Week. And I am going to say it because it's really fun. I see you're wearing raw meat modeling E. coli today. <laughs> protein Fashion Week, get it? Raw meat. Okay. E. coli is not a protein, it's a bacteria. <laughs> Yeah, but the well, meat I is a protein.
2: Like I had zero to work with, Delta. Give me a break.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, SETI at home is running their fall-winter uh, funding drive. Great time to donate to the project and to remember that all of these projects, or the vast majority of these point projects, are community-funded and run by just volunteers or enthusiasts out of their closet. Uh, and Boink itself is a volunteer network of development. So if you find a little change in your pocket, uh, toss it at any project. SETI at home is, is doing their, their specific funding drive uh, probably at, till the end of this month. You know, it's the, the funding and donating season. Uh, they accept U.S. dollars and some cryptocurrencies as well. So it's uh, very easy to donate. Just go to their website, find the right link. Their website is SETI at Home.berkeley.edu, and the donate link is somewhere around there. If I remember, I will put it in the description below.
1: Now, um, for the developments with SETI at Home that's going on at the moment, the reason why they needs um, the, the the reason why they need the money is because they're actually expanding. There's a new radio telescope that's going up in China, um, I think. Uh, oh, sorry, no. There's a large radio telescope in China that SETI is looking at getting some raw data from. And linking up with, Um, it's recently been refurbished. I think that is what they're trying to say. Um, And they are also going to be linking up with a telescope here in Australia, out in parks in um, Western New South Wales, where they'll be conducting further surveys on the Milky Way galaxy, and uh, distributing that, distributing essentially their results and their data. They will also be linking up with uh, a program, or yeah, a program from green bank where they'll be getting observations of galaxies in the transitioning exoplanet survey satellite so i think from this what they're going to be trying to do is they're trying to analyze planets that i think transition over the sun so like you'll see a little dot that goes over the sun of another planet i think that's what the that program's all about
0: uh so maybe they'll look at those planets and see if there's radio waves coming from there because those would be planets
1: yeah there's there's lots of information coming off of them like radio waves would be one of them and then another group of scientists will look at another piece of um, radiation and other other stuff like that i think seti's just there essentially just for the uh, extraterrestrial life (laughs) as is its name
0: (laughs) it is pretty straightforward (laughs) yep (laughs)
1: yeah seti is
0: expanding and they need your help cool awesome to hear uh Oh, that was mine. What do you got? I mean, does anyone have any thoughts on SETI at Home's fundraising drive uh, or how funding for Boink projects happens in general? Cool. Then, yeah, that was mine. So you got anything else, to
1: Yeah, Um. there's a sort of new Boink project that's come out. I think it only started oh, yeah. in o- October this year. Mind my pronunciation, but I'm pretty sure it's q ped Ped AI, maybe? I don't know. But um, basically what they're Q-chem-ped- doing is... <laughs> <laughs> can can you pronounce it better flashfire?
2: I'd say it would be Q compedia cuz oh, Q compedia um... there you
1: go. They really need to they needed. they didn't do um what's the word for the spelling it like it sounds.
2: A phonetic guide.
1: Yeah, phonetic. So they, they need a phonetic guide for that one. But anyway, what they're doing is probably as you can see by the name they're doing quantum chemistry. Uh and they've mentioned in their introductory post on the on their forums that the one problem with quantum chemistry is that it's only needed for specific situations, and when that specific situation over is is over, they just forget about the data. What this project is doing is it's computing all of that data and actually storing it so that it can be used. So the scientists and the researchers don't have to actually recompute it again. Now they do mention. So what what your computer will be doing is they'll be doing um, uh, three dimensional geometric. Um, quantum simulations of, of molecules. So essentially not just regular physics, like you throw a ball up in the air and it comes back down but we're talking about quantum physics. So we're going really deep into the really tiny tiny, tiniest stuff that's in our universe and the key thing about when you go really tiny is things get really really weird. Like for example, if Let's say we're in the quantum realm, and you throw a ball at the wall. So you throw one of your handballs or a tennis ball at the wall, all right? and then suddenly it disappears. All right? The thing is, it actually teleported to the other side of the wall. Now, that's what's called quantum tunneling, and that's an analogy of maybe, say, having an electron next to a really, really thin wall, and it just magically transitioning to the other side. And so that's one example of something weird that happens in quantum mechanics, and this is exactly what uh, Quantum QChempedia is trying to do um in making these data sets for scientists to use uh, I would also want to mention that they their project actually doesn't it doesn't just extend to biochemistry and biology it actually extends to even photovoltaics so one thing they did mention is that they're going to be testing these molecules um, UV spectra which essentially means is like you put sunglasses up to something, and you say you got sunglasses, you put it up to the sun. All right, When you take it away from the sun, the colour changes, right? That's because some of the light and some of the colours coming in from the sun gets blocked by the sunglasses, and that's what they're measuring with the UV spectra. And what this means is they can actually start finding molecules which might work as better photovoltaic cells, which means that we might get better solar panels.
0: Everybody Um, loves better solar panels.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Another interesting thing they mentioned is that a lot of this software that's used for the crunching, so what your computer will be running, is really sparse, really proprietary, and really expensive. They've managed to find an open source one, I think, um, called NWChem, but it's really, really unoptimized. And they mentioned that they did purchase a proprietary pr- package, which is about 10 times faster, they mention that they use for um, when they... F- just like Carozetta at home finds good results and says, okay, yeah, we're going to work on these, QCampedia will probably find some really interesting results. And in order to examine them further, they're going to run the proprietary program on them, on their own computers, on their own supercomputers, or their own whatever they have, um, after the Boink users have actually found something pretty interesting.
0: What a uh, novel and efficient use of distributed computing. <laughs> so this is pretty. If I, can
2: just, if I can just note that um, Qcompedia is running a VirtualBox wrapper for Windows. So if that's, that's not something mention. that you're interested in running, then you might want to give this project a miss. However, we do want all the crunches we can for this unique and novel BO- Boink project.
1: Yep. So just to put that in simpler terms, what that means is instead of hopping onto your computer, opening up your Boink Manager and clicking start on, on QCompedia, what you have to do is you have to get a you have to get what's called a virtual box or a virtual machine, which means you're gonna have to get an extra piece of software to create a new instance of a computer on your computer and run QCompedia in that. Some projects do it also, like LHC at home, uh, and this is another project that manages to do it.
2: Cosmology at home, I can also note, as well as Nanohub
1: at home. There you go.
2: Also, I can note that depending on whether how good your computer actually is, sometimes the VM job may call itself unmanageable and restart. So if you're going to be running a VM project or a virtual machine project, you may want to run that on a separate device or something that isn't being interfered with, with other projects. Noted. So that may, may just be my terrible computer.
1: <laughs> Thank well, hey, we have some really smart crunches in here. So if you have any questions, feel free to hop into the Boink Network Discord server and get some help from anyone here if you want to start crunching this project.
0: What an amazing plug. Oh, that was beautiful. Uh, any other thoughts on Qcompedia? Uh, they can need you to t- fix their name. They do need to fix the name <laughs> on a T-shirt. The, uh can you toss their uh the link to their website into the chat here so i can find it easily while editing yep awesome and uh we'll start to wrap up here uh i have a sort of related news having to do with quantum uh there was a team of scientists from the university of chicago which just figured out a way to control quantum computing of a little with a little more finesse they're calling it a the concept of quantum FM radio—you know—they just figured it out. So who knows what it's going to come from? But as to, or what it's going to turn into? But uh, it has to do with sort of what uh, Delta, what you and I were talking about a couple episodes episodes ago, where we're like, uh, light is not fast enough, right? So mm. they're saying that you can control with their method, you can control quantum uh, quirks, whatever quantum data, uh, to with such finesse that we might be able to have. Uh, what they're calling the FM radio, where you just like turn a dial, and then you're getting one channel of information. And instead of that information coming from uh, radio waves or light, then you're getting it from quantum magic, right?
1: Yeah, so I haven't read the article fully. But what I assume they're trying to do is they're trying to harness what's called quantum entanglement. So what entanglement is, is it just means that two particles or two quantum objects of some sort have some sort of trait that's shared between them. All right? And it's sort of like a secret. Only though, only those two objects know that sort of state or that. Uh, yeah, let's call it a state. So one of them could be up, and one of them could be down, just any sort of state. All right? Now, you can split those two objects apart, take them as far away as you want. And what will happen is, when you change the State on one of them, or observe the state on one of them under Copenhagen interpretation of quantum mechanics. Um, what will happen is the state of the other one will change, or it'll collapse, or it'll be observed in the other object. Which and it's proven, and we've seen the experiment that says that if you rip up, if you rip two uh, entangled objects away, put them really, really far away, they will still collapse and they'll still be observed instantly when their state changes or is observed and that essentially is a big uproar in classical classical physics because einstein einstein's theory of relativity and just light itself doesn't make sense because how does that information transfer from light years in that direction to light years in this direction in in, in an instant
0: yeah, and uh, I think one of the big things they're doing here, or uh, one of their breakthroughs, is that they they were able to tweak the states without using any exotic materials, without uh, having to build a giant quantum computer with super cooling hardware and all this stuff, just to to be able to, to play with quantum states. Uh, so that's the exciting- That's
1: important because. What if you want to build a spaceship and you want to talk with other spaceships? You can't have a big quantum computer in there. You got to have like a little handheld FM radio, FM quantum radio.
0: Oh, maybe the Star Trek comms are just little quantum computers, or maybe they are. Just oh, everything is making sense in that show. It was just so forward, so fashion forward, quantum fashion week coming twenty twenty. I think they also talk about maybe using a tricorder in this, using it to get like sensor data but that i might be conflating two articles uh oh yeah on the outside a quantum fn radio that essentially sends data along frequency modulated waves could augment or replace existing wireless communication methods and bring about an entirely new class of technology we're thinking something like star trek's tricorders a gadget that records environmental data processes it instantly and uses quantum ai to analyze and interpret the results and that of course is uh you know, kind of fluff to show what this to get people excited about the research because anything like that is going to be many years away but pretty pretty neat thinking
1: now an in, interesting thing the one reason why they might be bringing up ai into this is because they might be saying well the output of this so maybe the, like say let, let's assume it's a radio so the output of the radio might not be perfect so it might be extremely staticky or something like that or maybe the data that comes in it is in some sort of form where it has a chance of not working right and so that's why you need the ai to analyze it because when you're working with stuff that's not precise an ai is usually the way to go an example of that is sketches of numbers
0: (laughs) or my dishes getting the ai to do my dishes that's the joke there <laughs> ha, 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 not precise okay i
1: think that's called a wash a dishwashing machine jaringa
0: yeah i i can't do it man I can, they break and they waste so much water and i don't have enough room and you know what i have two hands and a sponge so why not and the little robot that screams at you when you're using too much Yes! <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, but you're right. There's a little <laughs> robot that sits next to my desk that's running World Community Grid's uh, project, one of the projects, Project Rainfall, that says, hey, shut off the water. Stop it. Oh.
1: And it also stays there while you're brushing your teeth. Yes, definitely.
0: Oh. And one day, maybe if we keep saying it, they'll build it. That's where I'm at right now. And How J- much
2: uh, information are they gathering off of you, J. Ringo?
0: What, with my, with their little water AI robot? Yes, I'm concerned that oh, they will be too my much to... Um, World Community Grid will know all of my toothbrushing habits as soon as they make this project with the little AI man that I have to buy. And you know what? I'm okay with it. Like, I, I'm okay with them having that data. <laughs> that brings us to about an hour on that note. So uh, do we have anything else we really want to squeeze in here at the end? Flashfire, you had a couple topics. We can touch on both of the projects really quick if you'd like to.
2: Um. First of all, I wanted to mention Primer Boinka is a little project that has always annoyed a lot of crunches because of its invite code. Now, I have managed to get myself one of those invite codes. And does Library offer comments on the videos?
0: Uh, they do. I don't then know if you can um, make an account yet.
2: If you want, if you're willing to, I'd offer a giveaway of for three or five lucky crunches who would like to crunch Primer Bowenka, Um, that we could offer a giveaway of the invite code. Now, we can't do it for too many people because the project is pretty much almost at capacity, but I'm sure they wouldn't mind a few more crunches.
0: Sure. Uh, we can talk and put something together about how, how we want to run the competition. Uh, And we'll make sure it's all set and ready to go before we upload the recording. Sound good to you?
2: Yeah, that sounds excellent.
0: Awesome. Uh, And did you want to talk about Amicable uh, Numbers? No, not really.
2: I think Amicable (laughs) has done enough damage to my psyche and my computers.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, If anyone wants to know about Amicable Numbers, Delta did a wonderful project brief on it. You can find it on the DC Uni being... Uh, I don't think it's it's an older episode, so I don't think it's uploaded onto any of the newest stuff. But we will be doing more of those Project Brief sort of uh, segments moving into the new year as we get things a little more streamlined, move to a weekly episode, and uh, I think we're getting a little music, too, and maybe a couple more surprises for the start of 2020. And more tea. And more t- Well... How do You already have so much tea. Can you have more tea than all the tea?
1: Yeah, I only bought one packet out of the like 20 packets that were in the store.
0: So. And more tea, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a teaful full 2020. Um, yeah, and uh, look in the description for any details on how to get yourself some of those Prima Boinka. Pr- what's the project called? Prima Boinka? Is that right? Yes, Prima Boinka. Fun word to say. Yeah, so take a look in the description for details on how to get a Prima Boinka uh, invite code or join us here on the uh, Discord, the Boinka Network Discord, which will also be linked in the description below. My, oh my, do I have a lot of links for this episode. Um, otherwise, we will see you on January 3rd for the first episode of the new year. Until then, keep on crunching. Have a great holiday season and a great and a happy new year a wonderful solstice enjoy the snow if it's snowing pray that it rains a little bit in australia if that's the thing you want to do yeah but, we really need that rain uh yeah i like i just think about it and i get a little depressed i'm sorry <laughs> let's end with a happy new year happy new year hey see you in 2020 have hey. a great week <laughs> okay couple weeks guys